I upgraded our liquid death. I'm now drinking mango chainsaw liquid death. The mango, the mango liquid death isn't bad. It's not, it's, it's, it's weird because you're drinking water and then you have like this mango aftertaste, right? Um, okay. I get it. I like a good mango smoothie, which has been this running joke in my family since, um, we went to Mexico like two years ago and there was like a smoothie bar and Roman wanted a mango smoothie. He took a sip, didn't like it. I drank it. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever had. And I just drank that for the rest of the week while I was there. Cause I don't drink alcohol a lot. And so we come home and we ended up randomly at a new diner near our house and they had mango smoothies on the menu. So I just kept getting mango smoothies. <laughs> uh, now see my, my mango experience is just growing up. Like we literally, there were a couple of side streets by our house where there was like a median in the middle. Yeah. And that median was entirely populated by mango trees. Oh, that's cool. And so, you know, you and I are in the same generation where we got kicked out of the house all day. Right. Mm -hmm. And we weren't allowed to come back. We drank out of a faucet and all of those things that they make. Drank out of, about drank out of yeah. Yeah. Uh, back with the sun going down. Yeah. Right. Luckily, you know, growing up in what's the probably the northern border of southern Florida, we had plenty of citrus trees, right? Yeah. And as it happens, mango trees. So, right. uh, yeah, that's so you used to like ride your bike and grab a mango and just keep on pretty much, keep on, keep on. yeah, pretty much, or we threw them at each other. We should probably start this episode since we already have the topic up on the screen. Yeah, let's start it off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Escar. With me always is my good friend and cuties and Halo supporter, Mr. Eric Anthony. Uh, don't buy him Pumas or Adidas until we figure out which ones are the non-Nazi shoe. <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, that part didn't get made into the episode, and you'll have to ask one of us at facebook.com slash group slash all things MSP. Uh, so today, my friend, we're talking about how likely channel partners are to raise managed service prices in the next six months. This is a post, uh, I believe it's in the group right now. Um, and the question really comes down to is, with the economy the way it is and things happening, because this episode, no matter when it drops, it'll probably be in 2023, unless you're listening to this in 2025 and listening to our back catalog, which means A, we made it really, really well and we're raking in that podcast money, or B, you have nothing better to do but listen to old episodes of podcasts, or C, this is the only thing that survived a nuclear winter. Um, with the economy the way it is in 2023, should MSPs in general raise their prices? between now and the 2024 dateline? And the answer is it depends. <laughs> There's my topic. Um, for those who are not watching the YouTube video, Eric didn't answer because he's laughing and dying at the same time I, on mute over there. <laughs> exactly. He didn't expect that answer from me. So here's, here's my hot take on this. Here's my hot take on raising prices. Um, this shouldn't even be a topic of conversation because this should be already in your contract. Uh, you should have in your managed service component of your contract 
which is just the services side, not the products you resell like Office and Google and whatever, in your services side, you should have on your contract a cost of living increase that happens every year for the term of the contract, however many years that may be. And it should be a nominal amount, three to 5%. That's my hot take. I've gone over this with people. Some people don't think, some people think 5% is too high, but like, you know, what's 5% on $2,000? We're talking about a $100 increase total, right? On $2,000 a month contract, you're going to $2,100. That's not really breaking the bank. For new customers, however, I believe in the, the Gary Vaynerchuk, every new customer gets a new price until you hit your cap model. Right. So Eric, do you know this model? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I'm, I mean, you know, I'm a huge Gary V fan. Uh, if anybody knows Gary V and wants to have him on the all things MSP podcast, please. Absolutely. Make that happen. Um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, basically every new customer you bring in, your price should go up five bucks and you get to the point where people start turning you away because your price is too high. And that's when you know you've 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 gone too far. And actually, we we've done this at Virtua in our hardware division. So, as many of you know, we acquired a company last year called Gravity. It's a it was an Apple authorized service provider and an Apple consultant based in Columbia, Missouri. We took the Apple consultant side, Apple consultancy side, moved it under Virtua, and left the hardware side as Gravity. And this way, we were able to really figure out the money the hardware side was bringing in. Now, there is no money to be made in Apple hardware. I'm telling you this now. It is a loss leader. Is there money like, in any hardware to be made? If you're CDW, right? Yeah, um, well, because you can sell volume for the average right, MSP. Volume, or but you can't sell, you can't do it if you're, if you're, if you're doing har warranty repair. Um, and so we, um, we would raise our prices for every incoming customer, um, like two or $3. And until we got to the point where people stopped coming in and that was where we realized what our cap was for doing things. And what was that cap? Um, I think we went from a hundred dollars to like a hundred and forty five dollars an hour or so. Okay, and this is mind. labor rate for warranty or labor rate labor rate for out of warranty labor rate for out of warranty work. Gotcha. Um, and remember, it's Columbia, Missouri. Right. So, uh, one of the things I want to point out with these numbers is number one. To your point, sixteen percent of the people who responded said that they will raise prices for new clients, but not existing contracts. I have a problem with that. Just like you have a problem with that because you need annual price increases because right, everything right, right. increases in price. Now specific to this year, obviously with inflation, you know, just going through the roof recently, you have a problem because if you haven't been raising your prices all along, you're probably in dire straits because you need to raise them more than you normally would. Right. And right. that's where people get themselves into problems, right? 
if you're not raising it every year, when you get to a year that's bad, you're the one who's going to take it on the chin, not, you know, not the client. And you can't even go to the client and say like, hey, listen, the economy is not doing so good. I'm going to raise your rates. They're not going to want you to do that. Right. Because it's going bad for them, too. Exactly. Right. Like the problem here is that. And you'll bleep me rolls downstream. Right. Not only like, will I bleep you for that, I will put the emoji over your face. Oh, that'd be so cute. Um, yeah. As much as all of our data goes off to Jeff Bezos's computer and Amazon, all of the bad pricing, it all goes downstream. And like, I've always questioned, like, if, if I have to uh, lower my rates to work with their, with my clients and because they, they're lowering their rates to work with their clients and they're lowering their rates to work with their, their people and so on and so forth, so forth. Where does that end? Right. And again, somehow, somehow or other, I ended up back in Jeff Bezos's computer. <laughs> but yeah, you have to, you have to, this has to be part of your normal procedure. I think the idea of not raising for existing customers is a bad idea. I think you should be raising them for everybody. I think you have to think about it not as one specific thing. This is what I was talking about at the beginning is that it's not one thing. It's not raising your rates, period. It's raising your rates for existing customers. It's raising your rates for new customers. And those are two separate things. They should probably most likely will be two separate rates because there's no reason why a new customer who's coming in, if you're charging, I'm making up numbers here, 135 a machine or a user there's no reason why a new customer coming in doesn't they don't know that so make it 150 160 175 i think the going rate the average going rate from what i've heard and the 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 few people i've talked to about this is like somewhere between 175 185 per computer or per device right and we can get into the per computer per device uh, per, sorry per device or per user thing later but like the, the going rate. And that's even in the areas of the United States where it's not New York City, right? Because the price of bread from Amazon is the same price no matter where you live. The price of MSP services should be the same no matter where you live. That's kind of where I stand on it. So the other number that I wanted to point out here is that between the highly likely and the likely of they're going to raise rates, it's 56%. And yeah. I can guarantee you that your top MSPs are in that 56%. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I wanted to mention here is because one of the reasons you raise rates is because you are periodically changing things out in your stack and adding things to your stack. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on having a certain percentage already in your price to account for those things. I mean, you should, that's, that's just cost of business, right? Like when you're coming up with your price, you need to figure out your cogs, cost of goods sold, right? You need to know what you're spending. If a per, a, let's talk per license in this case, right? Per license for MDM is what? Five bucks. For malware bytes, it's a dollar. For email backup, it's two dollars. Like your total price, all in, let's say it's twenty twenty five bucks. The rest of this is how much your value is as a service provider and doing the service work, your actual work yep. work. 
you have to assume all of your vendors are going to raise their prices by at least 10%. Right? And so if you if you account for that, you can't raise your entire you can't go from I mean you probably could, but you can't really go from 150 to 165 in a single swoop, go up that 10% amount cuz that's a little ishy. And now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe not so much, but if you're at 200 to go to 220, maybe, I don't know. But like you need to account for that. Um, and your cost of goods sold and in a restaurant, it's supposed to be 33% of the menu item. So as long as your cost of goods sold is less than a men less than 33%, I think you'll be okay in regards to profit. Um, as long as you are not trying to value yourself at a $250 an hour, a, you know, rate person and, and you're only pulling in, you know, 130. Yeah. And that sounds about right. Like 33% would leave you with 66%, right? Of a gross profit margin. And, you know, I think most people will agree 55 to 75% range as a gross profit margin on managed services. I'm waiting for the people who are going to leave comments going, no, it's 67% because 67 minus 33 is 100. What? It's a range, it's people. It's 33% repeating, by the way. That's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, no, no, you're you're 100% correct. You're 100% correct, right? That 50 to 70% range, I think that's good. Uh, for the people who, uh, who responded to this with, we don't sell managed services, what is that, 15%? Who are you? What are you? What are you doing? Right. Well, there's still a lot of people out there doing break fix. Yeah, but you should still be raising your rates. I think the problem is the question should say how likely. Well, it's really about channel partners, um, but like it should be how likely are you, no matter what you do, and also even if your break fix, even if your break fix, the second you sell any sort of monthly recurring tool to a client you're an msp you might be doing a break fix time and materials pay per hour model but the second you slap an rmm tool on there just so that way you can monitor that computer i hate to break it to you you're you're an msp welcome to the family coffee and donuts are in the back um the one i do the one i don't get is the unlikely we will keep prices the same no plans to raise. There's 12% of you that are answering this. If you're in that 12% and it is now end of summer 2024, please let me know you're still in business. And I don't mean, I'm not trying to be like an, I'm not trying to be a, 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 I'm trying to find the right words that you don't have to bleep me again. I'm not trying to be that kind of person, right? But like, the only reason I think anyone can answer that is that you're overcharging already and you've reached the maximum dollar amount people are willing to pay for your area. And so that I can understand. But if you are not that person, if you're not the only game in town and you're not charging 250 a head, there is zero reason for you to keep your prices the same. In fact, we're already... It's, we're recording this. It's the end of August. Um, and we're in talks about what our 2024 plans are. Because we actually, 
not that we didn't raise prices from 2022 to 2023. We actually built our price model out toward the end of 2022. So our, our 2022, 2023 pricing was very similar because we went through our cogs and we trimmed the fat and did all these things. Um, but we're already planning what our 2024 looks like, right? Because we sell, other than managed services as a per device, we also sell network management. And we're selling that for hella cheap. And that's got to change for 2024. So mark my word, if you're listening to me, Jonathan, we're moving up from $20 an AP to $25 an AP next year. Well, and, and I mean, you made a really good point just then. And that is things change. Things that you don't control change. Vendors change pricing. You have to change uh, an item in your stack because a vendor got bought out by, you know, an evil overlord. Um, you know, whatever it is, you know, things that you don't control. And so you have to constantly be looking at your pricing. And by constantly, I would say probably every six months. Now, you may not change pricing. You may not raise pricing every six months, but you need to look at it so that you know what's changed to know if your profit margins are still in line with what you defined. Because here's yeah. here's the larger thing for me, right? I, I had some discussions with some people about this week, some, some pretty heated discussions about if you're in this and you're only making 150, 200 grand a year, owning yeah. an MSP, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, go work for somebody else and make more than that. I actually, oh God, it's, I'm so glad you brought this up because I went to an event last week and I was talking to somebody who who was doing the presentation and I had a follow-up call with them and, 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 and they got me riled up a little bit to the point where I was like, oh, we should totally be doing that. But then I realized that, this particular person is an MSP or had an MSP and was specifically doing MSP in the healthcare industry. So his numbers are way bigger. Cause he's like, you gotta be taking those three, 400 person companies on. I was like, you find me a 400 person Mac company that doesn't have internal support, right? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is during his presentation, he had a slide up and the first, the slide was the five, what he considered the five pillars of, of growth for an MSP startup, you know, getting there, whatever, all the way to like, you know, you're, you're a player. And the player column was like, you're doing multi-million, you know, high seven-digit numbers. But the startup, and this is what got me, I've been in business for 15 years. And according to this guy's chart, I'm a startup because of how much we make per year. And if you're only bringing in $200,000, you're not even on the chart. His startup was like, you're bringing in a million dollars in annual revenue and you have five to 10 employees and you have 50 customers that you take care of that are all like small to medium business. I, I'm not going to say, what are you doing? If you're making 150 to $200,000 a year and you're content with that and you're making a living and you're able to put food on your plate and you're happy and you don't want that much work, fine. I'm fine with that, but you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast. But like, if you want to grow with what this is all about and you want to be doing what this guy's doing is he made, 30, 40, 50 million dollars in a year. In a year. We're talking about like crazy money here. You can't be resting on laurels like this. And you can't be doing this. And yes, then then your point is if you're making 150 to 200000 dollars a year, stop running MSP. Also, and again, I'm gonna get into a trouble for saying this, but like so many MSPs I know, 
you only became an MSP because you're good at technology. You're not good at business. Be better at business. This is a business question. This isn't a technology question. Are you going to raise your rates? Everybody wants to keep customers. Everybody wants to be the best. Everybody wants, you know, my customers love me. They'll, they'll never leave me. They're going, to le they're going to leave you, right? So you need to make up for that. You need to be able to handle that. And so that's what that's I sorry I I it yeah, cries no. my gears about that. I, I get I I get it right now. First of all, I want to apologize for all of the lifestyle MSPs that I just offended. Um, because oh, what about me? You are you gonna apologize for me also? Because there, you can apologize for yourself. You're a big boy. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but if you're happy doing it, and that's that's a key point, right? If you're happy yeah, yeah. doing it, I'm not telling you you're doing anything wrong because if you're happy. You're doing life well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of, which I just had to bleep myself and put the emoji over my face um, to deal with for that amount of money per year. When you could certainly yeah. go and get a decent IT admin job that you can turn off at 5 or 6 p.m. and, and live a nice life. I mean, let's look at it this way, right? Make $150,000 a year. And you're charging, let's say, $150 a machine. That's a thousand endpoints you got to manage. That's a lot, right? I want to make sure I got my math right. 150,000 150, divided by 150 is a thousand endpoints. Yeah. Right. That's a lot to manage. Well, so keep in mind that it's not just that, though. You know, you're yeah. going to have 70% is going to be managed services. About 30% is still going to be project work. And if sure. you're the only one doing the work, it's oh, going to be I fairly know. profitable. I know where my math is wrong. I forgot to divide it by 12 first. It's, tw oh, it's yeah. Yeah. I always do that. 12. So it's 12,500 divided by 150. It's 83 machines. That makes a lot more sense. It's 100 machines. You have to be, you have to be taking care of 100 machines. Which isn't per bad. Month. Which right? isn't bad. Yeah. I knew Which my isn't bad. And certainly can be done by one person. Yeah. So if you're running a one person shop and you're making the money you want to make, but again, remember 150,000, I'm not talking about 150,000 revenue. I'm talking yeah. about 150,000 comp owner yeah. compensation. Yeah. And on top of that, if you're not doing at least $50,000 in profit off the business as well, so that you get to a total of 200, I think it's just not worth doing personally. So let's think about it this way, right? $150,000 at 66%, because we said 33% for COGS is 99,000 a year, okay? 99,000, remember, you're still taking care of that same 100 computers. 99,000 a year, let's let's do times another, uh, what is it, 60% after taxes is $60,000. So for 100 computers, you're gonna bring home $60,000. You're not a $150,000 company, you're a $60,000 company. Right. So if you want to bring home 150K, you got to double to two and a half that. So now we're talking about 250 computers, still doable by one person, but the cogs go up, the headaches go up. Right. And if you bring on 250 computers, for every new computer you bring on, your problems don't double, they exponentially go up. So I, th I think we've brought this conversation to a very interesting place, right? Because I think that no matter what you're doing, you need to know how much money you want to make. Yep. Like you have personal expenses. And if you want to have an MSP, 
whether it's a lifestyle RMSP or you want to grow it, it takes a certain amount of cash to do that. Yeah. So my question to Joe MSP is, do you know, do you know what that number is? Do you know what your annual revenue number has to be in order to take home a certain salary and reinvest back into the business to get the business to where you want it to be? Now, if that's zero, because you're happy with exactly the level of business that you're at, fine. It's just your salary. But if you don't know that number, how are you making sure that you maintain that number? And also, that goes back to the pricing. Well, also keep in mind entropy, right? Clients leave, clients clients die, do whatever. If you know what that number is, and you don't have to share the number, if you know what that number is, when this episode goes live in the All Things MSP Facebook group, go ahead, comment below with, yes, I know that number, no, I don't know that number, or I'm happy running a lifestyle business. We won't make fun of you, we promise. Um, but we want to know because we want to know we want to know what you the audience is really up to right because it's one thing to like read information on a poll it's another thing to get that real-time information so tell us in the comments below uh preferably in the facebook group if you see this on youtube head over facebook.com group slash all things and just say yes i know how much i need to be making annually to take home what i want as a salary no i don't know what i'm i need to be making or i don't care i'm happy where i am and I want to see what the results are of that. We'll come back to this in a couple of weeks because those people who write no, you should be heading over to atmsp.link slash podcast and coming on the show so we can talk to you about your business. Those who are saying yes, keep keep on keeping on. And those who are doing, you know, that are content where they are, good. Be content, learn a new thing or two, you know, but raise your prices because you have to do that. And I think that's where we're going to end it today. I think that's a good place to end it today. I tied it up with a nice little bow. Thank you all for listening to the All Things MSP podcast. I am Justin. Don't forget to check out facebook.com slash groups slash all things MSP, youtube.com slash at all things MSP. Like and subscribe, hit the notify bell, do all the bells and whistles you need to do. Listen on all your favorite podcast apps. That's where we're at. I'm Justin. That's Eric. That's it for us. Bye. And now that you've watched that mess of a podcast, don't forget to watch one of these and go ahead and click that subscribe button so you get to watch more. Yeah, just go ahead and do it. Click the button and then watch one of the other videos. I'm watching.